Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Now, I want to talk about joy this morning. I had, uh, I had a couple, I've got a lot of different things rolling around and, uh, and uh, Friday afternoon, just, just sitting in my office, just kind of amongst all the other things and getting ready to leave the country for two weeks, you know, when you have a few moments to, to check your heart. Uh, Lord, what do you want to talk about? And um, the subject of joy just, just was just rolling around on the inside. Thank God for joy. Woo, hallelujah. Now, I've said this before. I'm a hollaback preacher, not a hollaback girl, but I'm a hollaback preacher, right? Which means, you know, I like some response out of people. Joy is a subject where we can respond to, amen? And uh, just thinking about this, and, 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 and I know pastors have been talking about manifestations of the Spirit on Wednesday nights, and it's been good. It, it's, if, you don't, if you don't listen to those services on Wednesdays, you're missing out. Go back and listen to them. They've been good, and uh, all of our messages are always good because they're what we need. They're from God. And he's been talking about manifestations of the Spirit, and joy is a manifestation of the Spirit. Have you ever been in a service where the Holy Ghost was manifesting himself and there was just, God was just moving with joy and, and moving in that specific, isn't that fun to be in? We have some of that with Shekinah. It's a blast. I tell you, I love those things and, and we're grateful for that. But you know, joy goes beyond just a manifestation of the spirit. It is a lifestyle. It's a foundation. It's a fundamental truth of the born again believer is the life of joy. Amen. And it's a lifestyle. Go with me to Romans chapter 14. I've got way more notes than I have time. So uh, it's one of those things when you get started, just more and more things keep coming. So y'all believe God with me that I'll, I'll get what we need to. Romans 14, the 17th verse. Praise the Lord. While you're turning, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here together. Lord, we come and meet around your word today with expecting hearts. Father, we're thankful for all that will be said, what has been said, what will be said, Father, and the change and the things that you're working in our lives. Father, we thank you for that. Lord, we lift up our leaders, our nation. Father, we thank you that we have good government in the name of Jesus, the right people in the right places of influence at the right time. In this season, Father, we claim it. And Father, we send our angels out, Lord, cause things to be maneuvered and changed and redirected the way that you would have them be to fit your will and your plan for the earth today. Lord, we, we know it's your will that we live quiet and peaceful lives in all godliness, that people may come to the knowledge of the truth. And so, Father, we thank you. The gospel will not be hindered during this season, during our generation and our lifetime. The gospel will go forward. Hallelujah. And we will live out your very best. Hallelujah. Experience all of your blessings and live in victory. Father, we thank you for it today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Romans chapter 14. It says, the kingdom of God or God's domain is not eating and drinking. It's not natural things, not just mere survival. These are spiritual things. He said, but their righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. A lot of times people approach life just from eating and drinking just from the natural standpoint, but there are spiritual foundations to life that the kingdom of God is built upon. It's righteousness, being right with God, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Verse 18 says, for he who serves Christ in these things, everybody say in these things, he's not talking the meat and the drink. He's talking about righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. He said, for he who serves Christ 
in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. I love that. He who serves God in these things is acceptable to God. Woo, praise God. I don't know about you, but I want to be acceptable to God in every area. And it is my, it is one of my core things of who I am. I want to please God in serving him in righteousness, peace, and joy. I tell you, it is acceptable to God and it is acceptable to men. Hallelujah. And so it's the will of God. It is the will of God that we live in joy. Hallelujah. This, this substance, this spiritual substance is joy. It's something that can be manifested in our life at all times and in every situation. The joy of the Lord is powerful. It's not just a manifestation. Thank God for the manifestations of the Spirit. But it is a spiritual force. It is a principle. It is a foundation of our Christian walk. It is joy in the Holy Ghost. And it's for you. Hallelujah. It's for me. It's for the church. It's for this hour, it's for this day, it's right now where we live. Right now, the joy of the Lord, joy in the Holy Ghost is for us. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, it ought to be something that people ask us about. It ought to mark our lives. I said it ought to mark our lives. That there's something different about us. There's just something, there's just something different about you. What is you? It's the joy of the Lord. Woo, praise God. It's attractive to people. You know, there's a lot of counterfeits out there. A lot of counterfeits to real joy that are out there. You know, not just because somebody's laughing doesn't mean that they're joyful. A laugh doesn't mean necessarily joy. Laugh can be all kinds of different things. You know, I was thinking today, there's something called an incongruous emotion. Everybody, nervous laughter. Even if everybody done a little bit of nervous, it may be guilty of a little nervous laughter at some point. Something happens, you get a little bit of nervous. Is, is that a reflection, Kelsey? Is that a reflection of real joy on the inside of you? No, that that's actually a response to something that's very uncomfortable. You know, we look around and there's a lot of things that look like joy and sound like joy and may not and, and may even feel like joy, but joy is not even an emotion. Joy is a reality, and there's a lot of counterfeits that are out there. And it's something that we've got, to, we've got to go after, and we've got to make sure we stay full of the joy of the Lord. A lot of things can happen that can bring happiness, but not necessarily bring joy. You know, and I say these things because a lot of times believers are living in response to things and not out of a place. They're looking for things to bring joy instead of living out of a place of joy. Joy in things, joy in situations, they're not, they have nothing to do with one another. You know, you can, you can get a new job and be real happy about it, but then in a few years not be so happy about it. You can get a new car, be real excited about it. In a few years, you, you don't like that car. Anybody been there before? I mean, you washed it every single day. I mean, every week it got washed and taken care of. By year two, I mean, you know, people are writing signs on a wash me on the back of your car, right? Where it was once joy, now it, hopefully there's none of those in the parking lot today. But anyway, a lot of things, a new relationship can bring joy. But then it's what starts off as joy one day and a little bit of time can turn into a lot of things other than joy. I'm reminded of the old story. You know, you had an older couple. I won't say old because I'm getting, getting up, you know, I'm, I'm aging myself. And an older couple were driving along and, and they pulled up to a red light and, and the husband's driving. The wife's sitting on her seat on the other side of the car. And next to them, this young couple pulls up. Ever heard this before? You know, a young couple pulls up and they're sitting right next to each other. And it's a little bit harder today with bucket seats. When you had bench seats, you know, back in the day, the, the, the girl was sitting right next to her boyfriend and, and they're sitting there and she's like, oh, isn't that sweet? She said, looks over at him. She said, you remember when that used to be us? And he said, well, I didn't move, right? <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. You're the one that slid over, you know? 
Well, it happened. What started off as joy at one point, at some point, wasn't so joyful. When I couldn't be closer, now I can't be far enough away, you know. And so joy is something that can come. It can, or, or, or happiness, let's say this, happiness can come. Happiness can go, but that doesn't necessarily mean joy. There is a supernatural power and is the joy of the Lord. And it should be something that marks every single believer. Amen. Go with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians, the fifth chapter. Whoo, praise God. I am so grateful that we have this spiritual reality, this substance called joy that we can live out of. Galatians chapter five, we're going to read, uh, read several verses here. We'll start in the uh, 16th verse. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you're led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So now the works of the, of the flesh are evident, which are idolatry, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders. It's a long list. Drunkenness, revelries, and the like. If which I told you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm so grateful in the Bible where you've got the three next letters that come up. B-U-T, but. All of these things are evident. All of these things are going on. All of these things are the work of the flesh. And people who practice these things will not inherit eternal life, but, right? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. He's saying that the, the flesh, all of these things are, he listed, but he said there's also fruits of the Spirit. And he said if we'll live in these things, we'll live in those areas, which is love. I mean, everything works by love. You know, these aren't listed in any kind of specific. It doesn't say they're listed in, in order of importance. But I will say love is first and foremost because your faith works by love. Your faith in Christ works by love. Everything you do works in and out of love. But love and then joy followed by peace. Long, so all of these things, we're to walk in these things. Listen, we don't, as a newborn believer, you don't have a problem with, with their flesh. You just have to make a choice to walk in the spirit. Walk according to love, walk according to joy, walk according to peace, walk according to long-suffering, walk according to these things, right? When you do it, you'll not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Why? Because there's power in it. All of these, there's power in them. There's power for your life. And one of those is the area of joy. Fruit is something that is produced by the recreated spirit, but also fruit is something that is to be partaken by the recreated spirit. A recreated spirit, when you're born again, these fruits of the spirit are placed in you. They've got to be grown. They've got to be developed. But they've also got to be partaken of. When's the last time you took partake of some joy? I'm not talking about a manifestation of joy in a service. I'm talking about the spirit of joy. When is the last time you partaken of joy in your Christian walk? Woo, I tell you what, it is strength. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is our Strength, And that's not the manifestation of the joy. That is the spirit of joy, the spiritual truth of joy. It is your strength. Woo, 
hallelujah. You've got reason to be joyful this morning. Hallelujah. It's your strength. Hallelujah. You know, several weeks ago, Amy and I were in Atlanta, and we are outside of Atlanta. We spoke for Pastor Cindy Black, and I talked about rejoicing being a choice. You know, living in joy is a choice. Go with me over to Acts chapter 16. Just a couple of things that I mentioned when I was there with them. Acts, the 16th chapter. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. Acts 16, the 22nd verse. says, Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. How many know this was not a good day for Paul and Silas? This was not, this was not on your top ten list of things to, to do. Ever have a bucket list of things you want to do? You know, I had a bucket list this summer. I wanted to go to, I wanted to go out west, go to Utah and see the canyons and all those things. Wanted to go to Zion, do all that. Will we mark some of those things off my list? This is not on my bucket list. People being so mad, they're tearing off. The, if you're so mad, you're going to tear your clothes off. That's mad, right? I mean, you know, they're, they're tearing their clothes off. They're beating them with rods. Not on my bucket list. This was not a good day for Paul and Silas. When they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. All they were doing was just preaching Christ. In verse 24, having received such a charge, they put them into the inner prison, fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Now, it doesn't say they were full of joy, but we know rejoicing, praising, singing in hymns, that is a response of joy. It sure isn't a response of the situation. It wasn't a response because it was fun. It was response to an inner truth in them that no matter what's going on outside, I'm going to praise, I'm going to rejoice, I'm going to let joy direct what comes out of my mouth. Hallelujah. I'm going to let it direct my life and not what else is going on. Rejoicing and joy is a choice for all of us. It's a choice. Hallelujah. You can make a choice today, no matter what you're facing, no matter what's going on. I can tell you right now, it's not as bad as old Paul and Silas. Nobody is getting beaten right now. You may think I am, but I'm not beating anybody, right? No, 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 none of that's happening with anybody, right? You can make a decision to be joyful. You can make a decision to rejoice. Hallelujah. Uh, They were rejoicing. They They were singing. Go to Psalms 118, Psalms with the 118th verse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Living in joy is a choice. You know, we're given that story of Paul and Silas not just to have a great account, just to look back at that good what happened, because we know in the end, God released them. Their rejoicing, their expression of joy caused their temporary situation to change. It gave God an opportunity, but it's, it's not there just as a great story. It's motivating us and to give us an example to, move, to act on and to follow decisions to be made, decisions to, 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 to walk out things to do. Here in Psalms 118, the 24th verse, it says, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. What does it mean? I will rejoice. I will be filled with joy. I will be glad and be in it. Sometimes you got to get the party started for yourself and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Listen, if we're waiting for somebody else to find our joy, you could very well be waiting a long time. There was nobody in that jail going to rejoice for Paul and Silas, but Paul and Silas. 
there probably there it's quite likely there were others in the jail that could have rejoiced. There might have been other believers and there could have been other other even followers, disciples of Christ that were locked up for the same reason. Does it say does it tell us they're what we don't know? But the only ones we have record of are the ones who made a decision. I'm going to be full of joy, not let my circumstances dictate what happens, but I'm going to let an inner reality dictate how I respond. And I choose to be full of joy. I know these are things, you know, but are you doing them? Are you living these things out? Living in joy is a choice. I say we need it today more than ever. You need it in your life. You need joy in your life. Every generation needs to live a life of joy. Joy will draw people to you. You do know joy will draw to people to you. Listen, we've got a call to reach, the, to reach this planet with the gospel. What's the best way to reach people? With an old sour face? Like you just got through sucking on a big old lemon sour face or one that's full of joy. When you can live in things and through things and no matter what's going on, still have a joy of the Lord showing in your life and coming out of you, it will draw people to you and draw people to Christ. We've been called to, it's not a minor thing, it's a major deal. It's a major importance in our life. It's one of the greatest acts of faith that you can take is a choice to rejoice, a choice to be in joy in your life. Keith Moore said this and I've loved it. He said, you can't control what comes against you, but you can control what gets in you. You can't control what comes against you, but you can control what, get, what, what gets in you, right? It's a decision that we make to, to live in joy. It's a directive of the church. Paul, uh, God told Paul, uh, uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul to be of good cheer, right? To be full of joy. It's a directive for the church. Like I said, I got a lot more notes than I have time. The jo- Why is this so important? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The, it's not something else is the strength. It's the joy of the Lord is our strength. We need to be a strong church. We need to be a strong, we need to be our part of the body of Christ, strong, healthy, and vibrant. We do it by being, staying full of joy, amen? I know there's a lot of nonsense going around us, a lot of nonsense happening around us, a lot of things that are going on. And I, and I say these things because you hear conversations. Not only that, I'm tempting myself to lose my joy, Right? Tempting myself to lose my joy sometimes when you see things. And that's not to say that we don't call our congressmen, you know, make our opinions known. We do those things and stay informed. We talk to our kids about, hey, listen, this nonsense that's going on, that's not right. That's crazy thinking that we're not going to have. We talk about those things, right? But I also want to remind you that no matter what's happening, the joy of the Lord is ours to walk in no matter what's going. And in fact, it's the power that will get us through. Your faith can't work apart from joy. Your faith can't work apart from you being living out of this, this place of joy because the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It is vital for us. It is vital that we do this. Hallelujah. Go over to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, Hebrews chapter 12. I love this. When you look around, I remind myself of this often. This is a great scripture. Hebrews, the 12th chapter. (laughs) Praise God. The 28th verse, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Are, are, Are you listening to that? 
We're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. I'm going to say it again. We're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Woo, hallelujah. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Remember, God accepts a life of joy. Right? He accept, that's acceptable to God. But we have a kingdom which cannot be shaken. This is a reality we, we must live out of. No matter what's going on, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Woo, hallelujah. And I know, I know most of us here are not having a problem, but you realize the people you come into contact with every day need you to, see, to, be, to be living this out. Other believers need to see another, a fellow son or daughter walking out the reality, the fact that we, we serve and live in an unshakable kingdom. It's not dependent upon any of these other things. It's not dependent upon what's going on. Our kingdom cannot be shaken. The gates of hell will not prevail. And that doesn't mean we don't bind and loose and take our authority and do all of those things and the natural we have to do. But there's got to be a joy on the inside that is causing us to walk above these things. You can live in that. Hallelujah. You can live in it. You can have it. It can be yours. You know, we're the salt of the earth. One of our flavors is the flavor of joy. That's one of the flavors of the church is the flavor of joy. No matter what's going on, they just seem to just, they just seem, nothing seems to faze them. They have something positive to say. They've got, they've got, they've got a good outlook. There's just something about them that's attracted me. That's the, the part of our being fragrant on the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, no one can take your joy from you. John chapter 16, John the 16th chapter, a verse that we probably know, but we're going to look at it again. John 16. Anybody know where I'm going? (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus talked about a lot of things in the verses before this. But in the 22nd verse, he said, therefore... You now have sorrow. Why would they have sorrow? Because he was about to leave them. But he said, I will see you again. He said, in your heart, in your heart will rejoice at the resurrection. Of course, you know, we're living in that time. You realize Jesus is still risen from the dead, don't you? You do know. I'm going to let you in on a secret, right? He said, you have sorrow right now, but the time will come. And you're going you're gonna to be filled with joy. You're going to rejoice, right? Why? Because he'll be raised. You know, we still live in that time. You, know, you do know we live in a day where Jesus is still alive and well, right? He's, he didn't go back to hell. He, he's, he's sitting at the right hand of God, the risen king, right? We're still in that time. He said, he said you, for now you have sorrow, but you will see me again and your heart will rejoice. He said, and your joy no one will take from you. He said, well, so-and-so is making my life miserable. Is it? What's happening is making my life miserable. My spouse is making my life miserable. My kids are making my life. Is it? Jesus said, no one can take your joy from you. The Amplified said, no one can take from you your joy, your gladness, and your delight. No one can do this. In our remaining few moments, areas of joy to tap into. If you're in Christ, you have access to joy every day and in every situation. Hallelujah. Go to Luke, the 10th chapter. Am I, am I doing okay this morning? Are you getting anything out of this? Hallelujah. Luke, the 10th chapter. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Of course, we have a great uh, uh, account here where Jesus sent the 70 out. If you've not read this, you've got to go back and read it. Because I tell you, he's still sending people out today, amen? And he wants to send you. Well, the 70 return, this is in uh, Luke 10, the 17th verse. It says, the 70 return with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing but shall, or nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's something to be joyful about. In Christ, nothing can hurt you. In Christ, you have authority over demons, over every work of the enemy. You have that right now in Christ, if you're a new creation in Christ. And they return with joy. They were joyful at what had happened. The reality of this power that was in their life. But Jesus went on to say, he said, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I shouldn't even be able to read that with people out smiling out there. Your name is written in heaven. Your name is written in heaven. Yeah, but my name was written on an IRS letter. Your name is written in heaven. We've gotten our share of IRS letters before because they see our giving. They say, that can't be possible. Bring the letters on, right? Why? Because my name is written in heaven. I didn't cheat my taxes and my name is written in heaven, right? Well, praise God. You've got a reason to rejoice. Let's never lose sight of the fact that we are one with Christ. I'm telling you, this thing is so stacked in our favor. I said, this thing is so stacked in our favor. There is not one reason for any of us. Now they may say, well, Pastor Greg, you know what? Maybe you're not living in obedience. Won't, won't then maybe you need to get it right. But you can get it right because your name is written in the book of life. And you know, he won't turn you away, but he'll receive you. When you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And you're right back to where you were. You're right back into his good grace and his good favor. Hallelujah. Joy is is there for you. It'll rise up on the inside. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that was within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. These are things that we're to have joy about. Are you remembering what the Lord has done for you? Are you, are you mindful right now of the, what the Lord has done for you? Woo, forget not all of his benefits. He forgives all of our iniquities, heals all our diseases, redeems our life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Woo, hallelujah. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You've got a reason to be joyful. You've got a reason to be full of joy this morning, to live joyful tomorrow morning. Hallelujah. There's a place of joy to be found, a place of joy to be lived in when you're walking out the plan of God and pleasing him. Acts chapter 20, the 24th verse. Acts 20, 24.
Paul was writing here, the things that awaited him, all the things that had happened, the things that were awaiting him. He says, none of these things, Acts 20, 24, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel, to the gospel of the grace of God. Listen, joy isn't just about coming to church. Joy is about finding your place in the church. A lot of these, we can spend a lot more time, we just have this morning on it. But joy isn't about being in church. Joy is about finding your place in church. About things that are sources of joy in your life. There's a joy to be found in a place that you're doing what God has created you and destined you to do. Amy and I's life, there's been times we've gone through things, been places, done things that we were right where the Lord told us to be and they were difficult. They were hard. It was tough. But you know what? I was just that. I was right where the Lord told me to be. And on the inside, there was something in me. What is it? It was a spirit of joy on the inside. No matter what's going on, joy was right there for me to draw on at any moment. Why? Because it doesn't, it does, it's not dependent upon your circumstances. Joy is finding your place in the body of Christ. Listen, if you're not experiencing joy, have you found your purpose? If you remember what Jesus in, in Hebrews chapter 12 in the second verse, it said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the what? Finisher of our faith. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross. There's a place of joy that's attached to you doing what God's called you to do. There's a place of joy for this local body that's attached to us being who God's called us to be. We're going to walk it out, amen? We're going to have every bit of it. Hallelujah. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, the 14th verse. Hallelujah. Praise God. Have joy in our position, being in Christ, all the benefits of that. Joy in our purpose, joy in our place. How about, how about joy in our future here? Second Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. You, is anybody out there? He le- always leads us in triumph. I thought y'all went away for a second. I read that scripture and I didn't even hear a mouse breathe. He always leads us in triumph. In this life, you've got nothing but victory to look forward to. I said, you got nothing but victory to look forward to. You've got nothing but to be joyful about. Hallelujah. Woo. I read that scripture. It just gets me excited. He always leads me in triumph. When it looks like I don't know what's going to happen or what could happen, he always leads me in victory in every situation, in every circumstance. He always leads me in triumph. Hallelujah. Philippians 1, chapter 6, it says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a work, good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident of this very thing, he will complete it in this life. That brings joy to my, that brings joy. That causes joy to rise up on the inside of me. I'm going to do what God called me to do. It's, it's going to happen in my life. No matter what's going on, it's going to happen. Amen. And then we've got joy in our future in eternity. Whew. Now this is, for me, this is something I can get started on. 
What's waiting for us is so good. What's waiting for us is so wonderful. Hallelujah. We're getting so close. (laughs) We're getting so close. Yeah, but did you hear what they said on the TV? I'm getting so close. (laughs) I'm getting so close for what's next for me. It's going to be good for me while I'm here, but I tell you what, what's coming. I'm getting so close to what's next. Woo! People say, you better be careful. You're one heartbeat away from eternity. If your life's not right, you better be careful. But my life is right. I'm one heartbeat away from eternity. Yeah! Hallelujah! Man, I tell you what, we've got so much to be grateful, so much to rejoice and to be full of joy about. Listen, why am I saying this this morning? Let the joy of the Lord guide you. Let it keep you. Let it direct you. Let it strengthen you. Let it be the thing that comes out of you before anything else is the joy of the Lord. You've got no reason to not be joyful. We are this close. (laughs) We are this close. Hmm. I got in trouble a few years ago thinking too much about this. I got in trouble a few years ago thinking a little bit too much about this. And the Lord had to, had to get a hold of me. Hey, you better stop. You better chill out. We were going through a particularly tough time in the natural, but I was just thinking about what was coming. And I was just thinking more and more about it. Just, I, was, I, was just, I was just thinking a lot about it. Let me just say one thing. This can't, we, we don't need to have an exit Christianity. Where we're always looking to get out of here for it to be better. It'll be good in this life. But I will say this, the exit's going to be good. <laughs> we don't want to live tomorrow with an exit Christianity just waiting while on the sweet by and by. How great is it? No, he's, he always leads us in trying. But the day is coming where we're going to exit and it's going to be good, right? We were going through a tough time and I was thinking about what was next. And the Lord has had to deal with it. You better stop doing that. He actually, the Lord was, started dealing with Amy. What are you going to do if Greg's not here anymore? Because I was getting close to just, I'm going to move on, right? You know what I'm talking about? Paul said, I've got to depart to be with Christ, which is far better. He said, which I choose, I don't know. I'm not trying to get anybody to check out early. I don't want to be hearing the message today and decide, I'm gonna, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to go ahead. No, we got a job to do. But my, my point is, listen, we need to live full of joy. There's nothing can hurt us here. Nothing's going to be able to hurt us then. If God be for us, who can be against us, right? No matter what it looks like, we've got a reason to shout. We've got a reason to live out of this place, this confidence on the inside. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Tell you, the, the, the world needs to see this in us. They need to see the church walking in joy. They need to see the church walking in victory. You can't walk in victory without walking in joy. They need to see the church walking in faith. You can't walk in faith without walking in joy. Amen. It's so easy to let other things be our expression. Right? And be the expression of our life. It's the will of the Lord we walk out of these things. In the area of joy. Everybody stand with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm so thankful for joy. I'm so thankful that it's not just an emotion. 
It's not just a fleeting thing that's dependent upon anybody else, but it is a spiritual reality that I can walk in and live out of every single day. Some of you, your answer is just right. Is right. Is all this is is your what you're waiting on is just getting into a place of joy. You realize that, right? Some of your answer is just that right there. You've been believing for things, been standing for things, and it just seems like there's just something missing. You need to you need to tap into the joy that's on the inside of you. Joy is the like I said, is the greatest expression of faith to be joyful when it looks like you shouldn't be. For some of you, this making an adjustment, I'm not going to wait for service to make me joyful. I'm not going to wait for the preacher to make me joyful. I'm not going to wait for Steve to make me joyful. The Lord has made me joyful. He's given me this fruit. It's on the inside of me. I don't see it. Don't feel it. But it's there because his word says so. And I'm going to live like it's true. I'm going to find it. And I'm going to eat of that fruit. Some of you, your answer is hanging on that right there. This is the word of the Lord for someone. Your answer is hanging on this right here. You've been eating the wrong fruit. Grab a hold of that fruit of joy. It's a fruit that belongs to you. Begin to dine on the, on the joy of the Lord. It is your strength. It will get you through. God has not abandoned you. The answer is not far from you. It belongs to you. This isn't a feel-good message. There's power in living out of this. Living full of the, the fruit of joy in your life. No matter what's going on, I will be joyful. It's for you. It's for me. (laughs) Hallelujah. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.